Kuzumo Senpa in Mandalorian. War's over, I'm a piece of Mandalorian. The story is dumb, Star Wars historians, deep in the debate, but they play at Benegans. Rhyme Renegade, show to penetrate first and second Galactic defense. I won't hesitate, gotta never do Welcome to the Scum and Villainy Podcast. I am your host, Kelvin Tiberius, also known as Richard White on the normal, you know, little land. I'm joined by Mark Fletcher, better known as Sable Griffin, also known as Albino Space Manatee. You know, any number of different uh, shuttle uh, references you can make. How many of those do you have, Mark? I don't keep track. I just make them up on the fly. So we're talking, I think, in the millions at this point. Um, yeah, pretty much. Any yeah. any synonym for the color white, any synonym, synonym for space, and then a large herbivore. And for also finally joined by uh, Jeff Jones, better known as the uh, the the galaxy's most feared uh, droid uh, theorist. Uh, Jeff, what's going on, man? I'm having a good day. So I have a question for you. If you, IG-88, and HK-47 are inter-room, who leaves? Well, seeing as there's two of me and one of him, <laughs> I'd say I leave. <laughs> there's two There's two theorist robots? Yeah, but which one am I? <laughs> well, we're here... <laughs> We're here to uh, talk about uh, the latest and greatest in X-Wing news. Lots of stuff to cover. Guys, I am I feel privileged uh, that you guys uh, joined uh, joined me today. Um it's great to to meet you, Mark actually, um as um I mean all of the best, uh, you know, not all of them, I suppose there, there are some other good posts on, uh, the FFG forums, but <laughs> many of the best, uh, posts, uh, are, are, are yours on the forum. And I'm really glad that you're on team covenant now. So really thanks for joining, uh, me and Jeff, uh, today. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah. I try to develop a few quality posts. Uh, I'd rather, put some time and effort into a post then just go yeah i like that yeah well sometimes i just hit the like button too so i can't i can't blame anybody um so let's kind of let's kind of dive in so we have uh new news uh there are new scum and villainy cards out uh how uh we kind of talked to touch about that uh uh, last uh episode uh, mark what do you think about uh the uh, scum and villainy faction Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. So anybody who's followed me at all knows that I'm a trickster. I come up with new ideas and just kind of ways to make somebody go, you're doing what to me? And this faction is all about that. And you kind of have that uh, in common with Jeff. Yes, yes. I, I am a a sneaky one, if you will. Brother from another mother. Exactly. At least I call it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff, uh, like, man, like that, like, you recently had an article about, uh, the Segnor's loop and IG-88 and how crazy that can be. I mean, the Hawks yeah. look great. I mean, uh, that article, by the way, was very well done. I really, I really do appreciate that you did that. Yeah, Thank I you. liked that. He I, illustrated what I said on the podcast last time. Yeah. About yeah. that shit. What it was going to be able to do. It's the thing cra- that it's I... The thing that I need to revisit on it uh, once the ship actually comes out is, or at least once the dial is known, what happens when you add stay on target to that? Because all that craziness that I showed in that is only the beginning when you add stay on target. Yeah, Scum is just... I, I, I love I love those control style lists. That's why my favorite... My first favorite list was a TIE Swarm just for the control aspect of it, so I'm really excited to see what they bring. But uh, they they spoiled some cards, and they spoiled uh, illicit upgrades and salvaged astromechs. And the illicit upgrades were some of the things that uh, people were, I guess, most excited to see. And we have uh, several that uh, we're going to kind of go over. Um, I'm going to kind of go just 
down the article here, Hotshot Blaster. This is one I'm actually pretty interested in, especially in this new Phantom, you know, dash world where everyone's out of arc. Um, it is a three attack shot that's within range, one of two, and essentially you discard your card to attack a ship outside of your firing arc. Uh, what do you guys think? I oh, think good. this adds a huge threat to a lot of ships, especially ships that you normally wouldn't be afraid of. Uh, like, once you're behind a Z-95, if you've got a maneuverable ship, you've basically got him. Especially if you've got an interceptor, because they can't K-turn, or you can K-turn beyond them if they K-turn. Mm-hmm. The hotshot blaster suddenly means that you can get that one shot at them. And it's a three attack dice. You can uh, It doesn't require you to focus or target lock to get this attack off. So any action you take can be mo- used to modify that attack. Theorist, you got any crazy ideas with Hotshot Blaster? Usually yes, do. Yes, of course I do. <laughs> uh, first thing, it's an attack. So, you know, it's a weapon. Mm-hmm. So munitions fail safe. Does that work? I don't know. Um, does uh, that's a good question. That's the first thing. That, the... That's the first thing I think of when I see the card. <laughs> Get rid of it. <laughs> if you, if you miss, you still have it. Mm-hmm. You just keep firing till you hit, because obviously that's going to be against a hard target. Mm-hmm. It's going to make sure you get damage. They're going to have to kill you to stop it. The only question is whether an illicit upgrade counts as a secondary weapon, and I believe it Any, does. Anything with the attack prefix, which it has. Yes. Uh, I think the three attack dice portion of this is interesting. Like, you've got a Z95 with a primary weapon of two, but pulls out its hotshot blaster, and suddenly it's got an attack value of three. Yes. Even in arc at range two, you might consider using it. That's a good point. I hadn't even thought about that. Uh, what do you think about uh, what are you thinking about uh, using this card on, if anything, uh, Theorist? Uh, I think it's going to be an option for the Z ninety five. It's the, it's a it's just a cheap way to make that ship a lot more dangerous. Yeah, three it's basically points. a missile for it. Yeah, you know, except it's a turret missile. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a it's a little mini one. It's a it's a Nera. Yeah, it's a mini Nera. Mini Nera. Yeah. yeah. Um, coining that term. I know you said it first, but I'm coining. Yeah, you coined it. You see, I didn't. I didn't patent it, and you did. Um, that's that's because you got that uh, that computer like reaction skills. Um, well, I mean, so the next card that we've got, um, and I, we've seen some chatter about it on Team Covenant, is uh, the feedback array, which is a two point upgrade where basically. Um, during the combat phase, instead of performing an attack, you may receive an ion uh, token and a damage to deal a damage to anything within range one. Yes. Um, Love it. Yeah, so what do you think about it? Go ahead. Steve-O is a genius, is what I think of. <laughs> the, the idea of just a whole swarm of these is a nightmare. You can't deal with that. Yeah, especially if I block you and then I damage you. I it's, think... There's something that's important to point out is that this does not have to be an arc. So if you get into a position where you can't otherwise shoot, you might consider doing this whether or not it would kill the target. So yes, a swarm is terrifying, (laughs) but it goes up, zaps you. You just take seven points of damage. Then it ions forward. If you go behind it and you're still at range one, you can do it again. Yes. It's a really interesting card, like the idea that, yeah, like you were saying, like out of arc even while blocking. Um, And I think it is custom made for the Z95 because, I mean, it's still got four hit points, right? It has four hit points. Uh, I'm tempted to say that it might be interesting to use this on a fire spray. A lot of hit points. It's a lot of hit points, and the one ion token is not going to ion you. It takes two. Yes, or, that's a good point. Or if you're already been ioned, say you're shaking fighting. off. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I like to. I like Levo for that same reason. Mm-hmm. The thing that I was thinking here with this is it plays very naturally into the Z95's attack. 
it's an attack two ship. It's, it does fun with low agility targets. It can hit them. It can consistently deal damage to them. But then once you get against hard targets, you're in trouble. This is a perfect weapon. Yes. Yeah, and it's a nice thing to kind of keep you keep people away from doing like yeah, like exactly like you said, like someone comes in and wants to flank you out of arc range one. Well, they don't want to do that anymore. No, they have to watch because if you happen to just steer your squad that way, they're in a whole mess of debt. Um, one of uh, my favorite upgrades. I'm not necessarily sure exactly where I want it to be, but I love the idea of it. Is the Dead Man Switch, which is a two point upgrade, and when you are destroyed, you deal one damage to every ship within one within range one of each other. Uh, of you of that ship. Sorry, words. Um, what do you guys think of that upgrade? I love this upgrade. It's something that I've been postulating for a long time. Ever since I started playing with bombers, I always wanted some ability where if I didn't get to drop my bomb, when you killed me, it would do that to everybody within range one. Because your bomb goes off. Exactly. Yeah. This this upgrade is very similar to that, and it's cheap enough, and you can put it on the the PS1Zs, so uh, it would be a terrifying prospect. Okay, feedback array, got it. So you're in a tie swarm. I get all of my seven Zs into range one of your tie swarm. Are you going to shoot me? Because if you kill three of my ships, you die. That's hilarious. Game over just because of all the the explosions. It's every ship there, so it's hard to run a whole bunch of these together. And if you've got initiative, you, if so you're, before you get in range one, there's going to be some like range two to three fire. Uh, you might take some damage, so you move in. If they kill a ship, it might chain. So I may have one hit point left on a Z and two hit points on another one and three on another one. If you kill one, they all die. I want to so see three. I want to see three go off at one in one in one round. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you why I don't like this card. You go ahead. It is my least favorite. Because right right now, Swarm is... I won't say bad. It is hard to fly. It's hard to win with. You know, specifically versus Phantom, more than... But, I mean, well, it'll get worse. I've been beating Swarm with every single thing I've done. <coughs> and, and I think that with Dash, it's, Dash is, a, is hard for Swarms, too, because it, it's hard to, to it's concentrate. Yeah, it's hard to concentrate fire on them. So yeah, I kind of see where you're coming from, but why, but so you think that this is a swarm card and swarms aren't in the meadow right now, or yeah, that's kind of. I see this as another card that would be very good against a ship's whisper in particular. Uh, Sunter, they like to get those range one kill shots where they just come up on you and they kill you before you shoot. This would discourage that. <laughs> yeah, um... uh, even more than even more than some other cards, but. Are they more scared of the dead man switch, or are they more scared of feedback array? Which is the better one to run? I think if I had to choose, I'd choose feedback array. Yeah, me too, because you got a better chance to do more damage that way. Yeah. Although but I then, can, I can see a really cool bait option where you run one with dead man switch, and you just, just one one aggro ship. Yeah, you just you just uh, if if that could go on an A wing, it would be the greatest thing ever. Just like shoot me, <laughs> just you run know, them. The ship that I want to put this on is Fell's Wrath, just because it amuses me. <laughs> oh, if you could, yeah. Well, uh, we, I am kind of saving the best upgrade for last. Um, I think it's the most powerful, and it's the cheapest. It's I don't understand why this isn't the most expensive out of all of them. Uh, I guess it's because it's one-time use. But first of all, no one likes the name, but I'm going to say it anyways. Inertial Dampeners. Shouldn't be damp. Shouldn't it be Dampeners? Um... um Specifically, um, uh, the ability to uh, – basically what it is is it's when you reveal your maneuver, you may discard that card to perform a white zero maneuver and receive a stress. 
uh, for one point. Basically, you can pull a stop whenever you want. And I feel like the stop uh, for the three of us that are very well-known shuttle lovers, um, albino, you know, alabaster, uh, hippo, uh, space manatee, whatever, um, we're all the uh, lovers of that shuttle and know how powerful the zero maneuver is. Um, being able to do that on at any time for any reason is super awesome. What do you guys think about that card? I oh should... Yes. <laughs> I should point out that because it's a white maneuver, you can do it when you already have stress. You'll get another one. But there are times when I'll take being double stressed to not move. Yeah. Probably the thing that I like it for is <coughs> on the IG-2000. Yes. You have all of these really good moves. All those segnors. And if they happen to predict where you're going, which is hard enough to do, but let's say you know, they K-turn to meet you and you only have a couple of spots that will work, or they K-turn and they block the boost that you were planning to make, or something, you just stop. <laughs> yeah, just, nope. I'm just going to stay right here. Nope. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, the, the zero maneuver is such a good maneuver to just... Yeah. I like to think in it... At, think as if you have the firing arc that you like or you want to broaden your arc it's such a good tool to keep uh, your firing arc where you want it or in the correct lane or any number of things or there, there's so many uses of, for the zero um, and there's there's another one that we uh, that I feel should be mentioned mm -hmm. which is that if somebody else runs into you if you pull a stop maneuver, you are no longer touching. You're no longer overlapping. Oh, so you can that's shoot. a good point. I like that. Oh, that's evil. That is, that's clever. I love that. Uh, well, um, let's see. Like, there's so many, so many ways you can go with that. Um, I, I, this is, this is the upgrade I'm most excited about. Okay. The, the thing about this card. I do you see this running on like the cheaper ships? Can you could you would you put this on a Z ninety five and just time it? I mean, so much of the game is timing. I don't know hitting I... the enemy at just the right moment. What if you just run a whole bunch of Z ninety fives and just toss some inertial dampeners on them and just stall out at some point when they weren't expecting you to? I mean, I think it's useful. But I don't think it's as useful. Like, if I'm going to run that upgrade, I'm going to want it to be on a three dice shot. It's only a one use card, so you're only going to get a little bit of use out of it anyway. I mean, you're not wrong. Uh, when I, so, I can see it being useful, but I don't know if it's that's the upgrade that I that I initially think of. So I don't see running it on a bunch of Zs, and the reason is pilot skill. The biggest effect of this card is being able to react to your opponent after he has moved. So if you've got an, a more expensive, higher pilot skill ships, this allows you to, oh, he's trying to block me? No. The, or, oh, no, he completely guessed what I was going to do if I move I'm dead no so I see this more reactionary than planning so probably again it goes back to the IG-2000 because that ship probably will run better in instincts than, than the uh, skill 8 ship agreed alright so they did uh, I think they may have spoiled this, uh, this Z or not or at least it was mentioned there's a new Z95 that I am especially stoked about um, I'm, I'm going to butcher his first name Niduru uh, Sulak uh, he's a 17.7 PS um, Z95 and when attacking if there's no friendlies between range 1 and 2 he gets to roll an additional attack die essentially he's the Z95 backstabber and backstabber I think is point for point arguably the most cost efficient ship in the game yes um, easy um, Easily, and this is another ship that can seriously bring that sort of uh, cost efficiency to a list. I love this ship. I'm not sure yes where he goes yet because I don't know. Anywhere. 
It goes anywhere. Yeah, yeah, just as a simple throw-in. It's just like backstabber. If you've got 16 points, throw-in backstabber. Do that. I've got... I've got a couple ideas for this because one of the most important things about this card is that the that extra attack die does not specify primary weapon. So if you've got lone wolf and cluster missiles, that's two four dice attacks with a reroll. Or he's got opportunist. You can do say homing missile with six dice. You, yeah, that was the sound of my brain just blowing behind me. I'm now running on of the, all on my the million brain or something. <laughs> of all the ships in the game, this is the one you want to turn to if you want to run ordnance. Yeah, yes. I didn't even think about that. That's brilliant. Yes, that is brilliant. Oh man, I want to make a, a cost comparison here. Rookie, <clears throat> throw hull upgrade on this guy. Gives him the same stat line, basically, as long as he's off by himself. Yeah, he's, he's actually... Skill 7 with a way better upgrade slot. Absolutely. He's got an EPT. As well as the uh, illicit upgrades. Yes. Yes. And he can run missiles instead of torpedoes. And, and, for, so Holy's a a point, and for Holy's a point cheaper, and for Shield, he's the exact same point, point cost. Yeah. That's... <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's very good ship as long as you fly him to get his ability. There's no soon, such thing as, as, as power gets... creep in FFG. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> well, he is unique, so you can't run four of these guys. No, the real thing here is just you have to keep him away from the rest of your squad, and that that is a hindrance. Yes. Well, they uh, also gave some love to the Y wing with some salvaged astromechs. Um, uh, with the you know, so there's the base there's, what did we get three salvage astromechs um and all of them are kind of interesting and I guess we did get spoiled that uh, the Y wings are going to get bombs for giving up yeah. a missile which yeah. hooray everyone yes hooray thank God um yes. and and that is for both uh, rebels and uh, scum which is awesome possum Horton Som we're excited um. Uh, but uh, I've got uh, the Salvage Astromix. Pretty interesting. Like, for two points, you can discard that card to get rid of any ship uh, any ship crit, which, I mean, awesome. Thanks. I, I, I'm okay with that, right? Yes. And it's a discard, so it's just like Determination, except for... Determination is it pilot crits. Mm-hmm. There are eight of those in the 33-card damage tag. There are 25 ship crits. Mm -hmm. So this can discard, and many of them are terrifying. Yeah, yep, yep. Direct hit is just one of the many. Yes. I hate red turns the most. Yeah, or. or, That just kills me. Or with the the salvage, or think about it this way like munitions failure. Um, if you've got an ion cannon turret with with your Y wing. I mean, any number of things. Yes. I never thought of that. Uh, that is a defense, <laughs> isn't it? Yes. Wow. Um, nice. Yeah, what a great card. Um, the uh, Here's something that I can... I, I immediately thought of Theorist when, when I read uh, this card that came out. Genius for zero oh, thank points. Thank you, thank you. Zero <laughs> points. No, no because it, com- it, co- it combos so well with engine upgrade. Like, if, if there has been a champion for engine upgrade bigger than, 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 than Theorist, I don't know who it is. Like, that droid likes to go fast. Um, the, 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 the droid called Genius. Uh, if you're equipped with a bomb, you can place your bomb before or after the maneuver, meaning if you've got a high pilot skill ship and you know where somebody is, you can more custom place where that bomb's going to go. And if you were smart and listened to theorists and put engine on your ship, you can boost afterwards to get out of uh, the uh, range of the bomb. Very interesting ship for free. It's free. It's zero. If you're running bombs, you almost have to run that ship, right? Or that, that, uh, that droid, right? <clears throat> that that is definitely going to be one of the builds that I run. Oh, why not? It's, sure. It sounds super fun. Um, I wish There's I knew. There's no reason not to do that. I <laughs> wish I knew more about uh, the higher pilot skill. Um, Am I reading the, the the cost of this card right? Zero. Does that say zero? It's zero. It says zero. 
I had to look five times before I realized that was, in fact, a zero. Was that ten or zero? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it's going to be freaking awesome. Although I love the I love the name because you're yelling at the droid like good good job, genius. You you dropped it late. Um, unless you have engine upgrade, but still, <laughs> like, the one the <clears throat> one downside to this car, other than the fact that it takes your slot, is that it's unique. So you mm-hmm. can't run multiple genius. Yeah. And then the uh, the last one that they came out with, which oh. really, really interesting. Like, I'm trying to even... I'm lukewarm on this one. I I, I, I both like it and dislike it. Um, is unhinged astromechs. All three speed maneuvers are green for, uh, for the ship. Um, and it only costs one, so that's awesome. But... Um, Three speed is pretty darn wide of a turn when you think about it. That's the one thing I dislike is it's forcing you to want to take a three when a two is more of a tighter, more compact turn, and it's a little bit more agile. Um, But you love the card, so fire away, Sable. Okay, so first of all, this means that the Y-Wing is the only ship in the game right now that has a three hard turn green. Mm-hmm. That's it's not bad. So, and if you've gotten a turret, an ion turret, for instance, you don't necessarily care if your shot is range one or range two. Nope. Because there's no bonus die. Nope. So, if you go wide around them, great. And you still have that one forward that's green. So if you want to stay close, you can stay close, or you can turn or try to get behind them, foul up their their arc. It makes you very unpredictable, and it allows you to go very fast. Keep in mind that you only need a green maneuver if you're dumping stress. So you've still got the white too hard if you're not already stressed, so that kind of solves your issue. I think this is a really, really good card, and it completely changes how the Y-Wing flies. Uh, I think, you know, something I'm thinking about, of course, I think of Theorist uh, when when I'm looking at this card. Um, This turns a Y-Wing with an engine upgrade into a Super Bigs maneuver ship, doesn't it, Theorist? Yes. That's exactly what I was going to say. Uh, I can I can a, read a your mind. Why don't you go ahead and tell people, uh, since uh, you coined that phrase, what the Biggs Maneuver is. Biggs Maneuver is an abort line. If you have a damaged ship, or if you think you are about to take heavy fire, you just veer off to the side and take off out of the way. And then you K-turn from the side and come back in as a flank ship. You essentially, you, you either force them to chase... The Biggs maneuver, sh- the, yeah. the ship that, that pulled off the Biggs maneuver, therefore giving you flight lines and you know better concentrated fire. Or he gets to live and fight another a day. And I believe uh, when you when you wrote that article, it was and it was the idea of adding value to that ship by letting yes. it come back and, and continue to fire. Right? Yeah. When you're doing uh, analysis of how much a ship helped you. You look at how much damage it absorbed before it died, how many shots did it take, <clears throat> and how much did it deal out? How, how much offense did it do? That's the value of your ship. Things that die very quickly and didn't put out any offense, they didn't help you. They were practically not in the game. They were a speed bump. You yeah, want to keep your ships in play. You want to make it take a long time for them to die. You want them to get a lot of shots. It's the whole idea of the value of a ship. This, as opposed to the cost of the ship. Yeah, and this card, I think, I, I think, I think you have a good point, Mark. That, or like, I want, I don't know if I want, I'm going to call you Sable just because that way the Holonet knows who the hell I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> Who's uh, Mark? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, the the idea that, I mean, I guess to combo these thoughts, the idea that you could be stressed and pull off an epic Biggs maneuver. Yes, and, that's exactly. That's exactly. It. There's a lot of times where. I I always run engine on my Hawks or my Wings. Well, you always run engine I, or boost. If period. I can't if I can't afford the four points, I switch out to a different ship. <laughs> it's the I don't like being a slow range two turret. That just does not function against too many things in the game. This is perfect because sometimes you have to cater if you want to stay in the fight. 
you're going to have to K-turn so you can come back along a certain line. Otherwise, you're going to end up in danger. This gives you some very nice options. Mm-hmm. And then the, the to ability to go back the other way. three turn out of that, Just three green straight bank out of three that. to get back in the fight. Yeah, any number That's of things. That's the fast move. Oh, my God. Way. Three bank three. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's so, such a fast move. And on a Y-Wing, none of the three maneuvers are green standard. No. So... <laughs> and And the three hards are, are red. So you're yeah. turning reds into greens. That's good for one this, point. This yeah. is the Scum and Villainy R2. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, and I it, think it's better. Yeah, it is better. I, I absolutely think it is. At least for Y-Wing, it's better. Yeah. Um, interesting. All right. Well, um, those are kind of that's the new business. I'll call it. Um, let's talk about uh, current business. There. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you, have you guys heard about uh, a, a, a tournament that's going on online? Uh, no. I, I've. I, I guess there's a Team Covenant Open that's going on. I don't know. Oh Anybody? yeah, the one I'm running. Oh yeah, that. <laughs> so tell us about it. Uh, well, not much to tell. Vassal uh, tournament. Mm-hmm. We're going into round four. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am undefeated. No one else has a chance. Uh, what are you talking about? I haven't lost a ship yet. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 Actually, that surprises me so much. I thought I was doing so well, and I look at you know, the rankings, and nope, two people have gone without losing anything. Who are the, who are the two? Just Let's just talk about uh, that for a well, second. Well, there's you. Let's talk about that for Grant. just a little bit longer. Um, Grant, isn't it? Uh, is Grant uh, sideslip? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. What's he running? I, I am amazed. What is uh, he running? Actually, do, you, do you have I an idea? Don't know, but if you give me a second, I'll get back to you. Sable, how are you doing in the uh, in the uh, TCR? Are you doing it? I think you are, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm doing it. I'm currently two and one. Um, lost my first game was against Muon, and it was also my first Vassal game ever. Uh-oh. So, uh, welcome to Vassal. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 not the person I would choose to play your first game against. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I was running a dash list with two A's. He was running a dash with Jan, and dash I is got, super popular, right? I got his dash off the board, and Jan had one hall left, so it could have oh, gone either way. Nice, uh, it was really close game. Uh, then I've won my next two games. We'll see if that continues. The uh, thing I like about uh, the, just to kind of give uh, the, the the Galactic Colonnet that's listening, you know, I got uh, criticized for saying the Galactic Colonnet too much on the podcast. Look, it's the Galactic Colonnet because the galaxy is listening. Um, uh, anyways, uh, the for the people on the Colonnet who are uh, not uh, aware of the format. Um, initially the idea was that we were going to do wave five to prepare for worlds. We'll get into the sadness of an announcement later about wave five and worlds. I'm already pre crying about it. Um, and, uh, the idea was that you can fly two ships or two lists like the previous vassal tournament. And you get to essentially, uh, choose either one before the match. Um, so you get two, um, and that's kind of interesting, and I really like that. It would be better for me if I would have chosen two different types of lists and instead of essentially one list and a worse version of that list. But uh, that's that's all right. Uh, but yeah, I think that's interesting. Um, and I'm and I'm I've had some I've had fun so far. Um, what do you kind of think about that format, Mark? Obviously, Jeff likes it. I mean, table and theorist words. <laughs> what do you think about the format? So I like it. Um, it allows one of the biggest problems that happens in a lot of tournaments is that you take a list that you think is going to be good, and then you get stomped on for a couple rounds, and then you're kind of wishing you had brought something else, anything else. Mm-hmm. So this kind of helps with that. It also adds a bit more strategy before the game when you see your opponent's list trying to figure out what do I need to run against it. Mm-hmm. So it, it adds it adds something to the tournament. It's a lot of fun. The, the downside, of course, is that you're going to get people that take one list that they're going to run, one list that they want people to think they're going to run, but they never will, and fairly quickly... 
round two or round three or four, you can look back and see, oh, they're going to run this list. So I've I've kind of got that situation at this point. That's exactly what I'm doing. Yeah, I've got the well, I mean, I've got a list that I kind of realized that I hadn't signed up and I had hours left. So I made the two lists on my phone. Um, Hour hours is a bit of an exaggeration. You. You were right at the buzzer. Yeah, exactly. I sent you we an email. We ended up extending time because I, people kept signing up. I sent you, you an email. The I sent you an email like, holy crap, I forgot to sign up. And you're like, well, sign up now. I'm like, oh, okay, here you go. And and I have two of the same lists, although one of the lists, I just, I have to say it, Stash and Dash is freaking incredible. It is so freaking good. Horton Psalm completely loaded. I am so happy that Horton Psalm is a thing. And he goes so well with Dash Rindar. I haven't lost a ship yet, although I am so certain that that's going to happen this next game. I'm going to have essentially an offense race against uh, against uh, Kick and Aces, and one of us is going to win that offense race. But so far, not losing a ship with just two completely mobile turrets has just been so much fun. And no one expects the mustache, man. Uh, what is uh, what is side slip uh, running? Did you figure that out, okay, uh, Theorist? Yes, I have them up. Uh, he has a Corin and Dash list. Mm-hmm. I can see that being good. Both of them are they run slow. Neither of them have engine. Mm-hmm. Um, Corin has R two D two fire control <coughs> system, push the limit, and a hull upgrade. Mm-hmm. And Dash is running Lone Wolf, heavy laser cannon without rider. And recon specialist. So he is like a expecting Dash to stay on the perimeter and nobody rush him. Which wouldn't you expect that to be the guy who gets? Rushed? I would. I would expect that. I would expect him to be the target. Well, but I think running... I saw one of his games with this, mm-hmm. and he did almost lose Dash, and Dash had to basically run off. Well, the one my last the one game thing, I almost lost. The, the one thing about this dash without push the limit he's on his white moves and a barrel roll to get away mm-hmm. he's not going to shoot very hard when he's doing it he's going to be very imprecise for such you know 53 point shift in this case mm-hmm. but you've got yeah. a really strong you got a really he can, strong he can get guy. away well Corrin's yeah. a nice a nice you he's know a tank yeah I mean you, if you don't shoot him he's going to hurt you so he's a tank until he runs into big accurate weapons mm-hmm. and then he melts like butter um, yeah, it's been pretty fun. I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm hoping I go undefeated. I'm hoping you go undefeated, so we can run into each other and have another epic game. Um, and I kind of feel like I've got karma on my side the next time we play. Um, yeah, probably do. Yeah. Um, I just want to go. Didn't I run say... like a hundred and four point last dance? <laughs> <you might say. laughs> um. All right, so that's that's been going on, and that I think is what I like most about the TCO is it's giving us a really good idea of what Wave Five is going to look like. Um, we're getting an idea, or, or it's getting pretty darn clear that you have to deal with Dash Rendar if you're gonna if you're gonna survive in Wave Five. Well, pretty much everybody <clears throat> who is doing extremely well in the tournament is running. It has a Dash list. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's good. I mean. He's absolutely really, really good, and you've got to deal with him. Um, and I don't know what to do outside of that. It's that's a... Every, everything that can hunt Whisper by using stress will work against that. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. That's really the thing. Mm-hmm. There's there's a Rebel couple... Captive is the card. R three A two is the other card. You know, you're Use saying those. That. So there's a couple other things that work on Dash, hunting Dash, that don't work hunting <laughs> Whisper. And the big one is blocking. You can't block Whisper if she's cloaked. But you can block Dash, especially if you've got... One of my favorite blockers mm-hmm. at the moment is just a Wild Space Fringer with Intel Agent and Anti-Pursuit Lasers. It's 33 points. It's got an incredible dial plus barrel roll, and you can see where they're going. And that's really what uh, the Outer Rim Smuggler was missing. Uh, for, for It didn't have a native blocking option to pair with Intelligence Agent. Yes, yep. though I used Navigator for that. Mm-hmm. It, it, and it worked pretty well. But yeah, so the Outer, or the, sorry, the Wild Space Fringer is an incredible blocker. 
and it works very well against Dash. And I think you're going to start seeing that. All right. Uh, so, so we had mentioned uh, some things uh, that were were kind of sad about Wave Five, and initially we were doing the TCO for for, for to, to to prepare for Worlds, right? We're thinking, you know, they they they've got these ships in Gen Con. Hopefully, they come out for Worlds. Uh, it recently was uh, was announced, not not officially announced, but more or less uh, officially by FFG that world uh, that worlds would not be wave five legal. So we're dealing with wave four, and I just want to kind of have a, a. I'm just going to take a, a moment to just. Yes, I deal, think I'm deal with that. A moment of silence. Oh, twenty one laser salute. Yeah. Pew pew pew, just sad pews right now. Um, and yeah, so wave four, not uh, not legal at World Wave, Rebel- five. Yeah, wave, wave five. five. Yeah, sorry, wave four. Hooray! Wave it's not four legal. is not legal. Oh, thank God. Um, no. Um, uh, uh, but yeah, wave five not legal. A uh, Rebel Aces will be. Um, worlds though, so now we have to we have to deal with wave four, and we've got to deal with it, and. We're kind of, uh, I mean, yeah. Let's put it this way: uh, you two are considered to be two of the most uh, wild list builders, or at least smart list builders, in Wave Four. Jeff uh, recently talked about this at length. About you know, if we're dealing with a a, a Wave Four meta, which is pretty darn heavy-handed in what it likes to run. It likes to run big old turrets that don't die and have a little bit of maneuverability and then phantoms that can just, just teleport around the board teleport yeah. around the board and, and just murder face and get out of arcs right um what's what's the what do we do in this meta uh what's what's the thing uh, uh or, or even if even if something is strong in the meta why is it strong and why should we be running it? I've got my ideas, but um, since, Jeff, I know you did just post an Imperial and a Rebel version of things that aren't in the meta that, you know, should sure. be, um, what are you thinking? Uh, give us a, a list uh, and, uh, you know, if you want to spout some, some you want to you drop some knowledge bombs, uh, theorist, uh, what's, the, what's the Android think? What have, you, what, you, what have you computed with your servos and whatever you got over there? First, first things first. Whenever you have any meta, it's going to shake out that there are certain ships that they just because of a limited collection of cards, they're going to be a little stronger than everything else. They're going to be a, a problem if you don't have a counter. Usually, things that are dominant are things that have very few counters. That way, people who don't know what to expect, who aren't you know, meta savvy are going to get blindsided. If you've never faced a Phantom, you're going to get obliterated by a Phantom because your list is not going to have anything to do with it. <coughs> the intelligent thing to do is to put things into your list that can deal with problems like that. Use the few counters that do exist to fight those ships. Make sure that you have your fair chance to win. What a lot of people have done instead of that is just move to Han. Big turret, it's the one solution that everybody jumped on because C3PO is so good. It's a strong solution. Strong though. I mean, card. It's it, very strong. Very yeah. strong list, not unbeatable. But it's strong. It, the, the problem is that in order to get to Han, in order to fight Han, you have to be able to fight Whisper. So and I think a lot of lists that would just trounce Han get trounced by can Whisper. never get to him. Because Whisper, it's his bodyguard. I, I mean, I wish I could fly Imperial Methadone uh, in this Han meta because it would it would absolutely do very well. But I have no confidence in in two A three B versus. No, because the A wings would be useless. Yeah, they really would. Mm-hmm. Prototypes are good. Mm-hmm. There, that's waste waste of thirty points. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've kind of come up with. A bunch of lists, and and we'll go ahead and link that, uh, link those, uh, in both the forum posts and the post on Team Covenant. Just so if anyone wants to check those out, yeah, that's it's worth. But There's a lot uh, of but go ahead and give us uh, the the one list that you've kind of thought 
this is one that I really want to kind of point out and why you like it versus this this is in this way for meta. I favor the list that if I were to go to worlds and I wanted to play Imperials, this is the list that I would be on. Mm-hmm. It is a Phantom list. Okay. Even though you know Han beats Phantoms, it's an Echo list. Which is which is the point that is makes it a little bit more uh, brave is that it's not a Whisper list. Echo is the ship that everybody's trying to use <clears throat> right now. Whisper mm-hmm. is to Echo. Mm-hmm. Han is to Whisper and Echo. Mm-hmm. But Echo is the real threat. Echo is the dangerous one. Because mm-hmm. where's uh, where, veteran instincts, of course. Where's Echo uh, going to be? No one knows. Uh, advanced, uh, you know, the advanced cloak, of course. Mm-hmm. That's the basics. I like rope captive because I don't want to lose to another family. That shuts down another family. Mm-hmm. It also makes Han a lot easier to pin down. If he's on green moves, it's a lot easier to predict where he's going. Mm-hmm. So you can keep that range three. So I can keep wherever I need to be. Mm-hmm. Stay out of his arc, maybe. Yeah. Fight him with a different ship. But, uh, and sensor jam, which is very good against Gunner and Han. Yeah, it, it uh, really what it's doing is fighting the Millennium Falcon title because mm-hmm. you can't use it. If you use it, sensor jammer is going to shut down his offense. I love that card. Sensor jammer oh, is yeah. such a good card. It's the one of the more undervalued cards in the game. One of the interesting things about Sensor Jammer is that depending upon what your pilot skill is, it's either an offensive card or a defensive card. Because if it's on a high pilot skill ship, you get to attack them before they attack you. You can try to force them to spend their focus on uh, defense, which means they lose a hit on you. If you're a low pilot skill, it's an offensive card because they shoot you first and then probably spend their focus to attack, which means they don't have it when they need to defend against you. Mm-hmm. Either way, so, it's good. Win-win. It, it's a head game card. Yeah. So what are you running, uh, Theorist, uh, with uh, what I like to call Epic Echo? Okay. The ships that beat Echo are the ships that I'm aiming for. I want to be able to fight Han I want to be able to fight Whisper. And I've got 56 points. Mm-hmm. What do you right run? Yeah. I've got 58, 58 points. I'm yes. I've got 58 points. Math. That, that famous theorist math. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I opted for Boba Fett with Veteran Instincts, Gunner, Engine, Heavy Laser Cannon, and a Seismic Charge. What you're thinking? <clears throat> well... Boba Fett at PS10 um, with gunner and engine and heavy laser cannon and all, the, all those nice little weapons is very dice whisper hunter. Mm-hmm. He also has a heck of a lot of offense to take on, um, you know, Fat Han. A gunner Help. is super helpful there. Yeah, so is the heavy laser cannon. Mm-hmm. To just wreck that ship and either one of my ships, it doesn't really matter which one lives. Mm-hmm. Either one of my ships can take out whatever is supporting Han. Mm-hmm. Whatever whatever is left after after that debris clears, those little Z95s that usually fly around, they don't stand a chance. Yeah, you just arc dodge and maybe take one or two shots at most or none. My one thought process, and this is something that I've I've seen you talk about a lot, um, is the uh, heavy laser cannon on... Um, on fire sprays, I don't really love that, just because of how fast fire sprays are, just by their very nature, that it's hard to get um, heavy laser cannon shots. I, whenever I fly fire sprays, I always end up using the butt cannon more than I use the uh, the front the front arc. Oh, certainly, certainly. Um, it's not the best use of seven points, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, it. If you don't have engine, heavy laser cannon is a lot weaker on fire If you do include engine, which I always do, mm-hmm. uh, it's a lot easier because the, I guess you would call it the tempo of the way you fly the ship. You, you come in, you fly past the target, you get out of danger, you turn around, you come back. It's just an in and out fighting like an interceptor does. Where you mm-hmm. come in, you have some shots, you leave, you come back. Yeah. 
Uh, if you don't have if you don't have that engine, what happens is you K turn and you're still in combat. Yeah, and K turns and then the your worst. and then your heavy laser cannon shot is you know it's not uh, it's modified. no better it's no better than a three dice attack with focus. It, yeah, it's 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 not modified. Yeah, so it's not really all that handy. Sable, but what once do you, you have? Once you can boost, you're good. What, what do you think about this, Sable? So I I echo a lot of the things you just said about the heavy laser cannon. But it is a, a rather impressive list. The one thing that I've always felt was the biggest weakness of the fire spray is its lack of a one hard turn. It's mitigated to some degree with engine upgrade, but it means that it can't stray nearly as close to the edge of the board as something that does have that one hard. Because you, it, the, the edge of the board is deceptively close. And while you may not fly off, you may get close and you become extraordinarily predictable. And if they can block you, you're done. Yeah. So, and flying 58 points off the edge of the board is extraordinarily painful. Now, if you're a good player, like Theorist is, that's less of an issue. But I, uh, I think there's a danger here just because of the nature of the ship. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so I guess I know you've got a you've got uh, a list too, and I and, and I want to say like let's go ahead and bring out the the thing that you think is going to be powerful for this waveform meta, even uh, even you know just despite you know everything that's out there. What are you uh, What are you thinking that uh, is going to be strong at Worlds? Okay, so. This list is one that I've been tinkering on for a little while. It's Chewbacca in the YT-1300, who's always annoying because, oh, two direct hits, no. So, uh, and of course, I've made Chewie fat. That's push the limit so I can take two actions, C-3PO so I can evade an extra damage a turn, Lando Calrissian so I can potentially get three evades a turn. I love Lando. Oh, yeah. Um, and then the Millennium Falcon title. So it's it's very much a defensive Chewy list. It can just absorb fire, especially if it's like a two or three ship list. Mm-hmm. Then I've got Tarn Missin, who's probably one of the best X-Wing pilots in the game. I and think he is nob- the best. And nobody ever takes him. Um, his ability, when he gets shot, he gets a target lock on the attacker. That's awesome. Yeah, and then you throw an R seven astromech on there, it becomes amazing. This is an X wing that can just sit there and absorb fire for one v one at least. One v one, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you've got to concentrate fire on Tarn if you want to get him down. But because he's an X wing with this strange defensive power, he doesn't die as fast as an X wing should. Most other actions, even Luke, you know, you have a rough idea of how many attacks it takes to get him down. You know, I'll throw this much at him, should be gone. X-Wings are fairly easy to kill. Mm-hmm. I have seen Tarn take five shots from Whisper. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, if, if it's just Tarn versus Whisper, I can see Tarn surviving. He's it's a long game. Yeah. It's a, it's a long game. He's a tank. And in a timed match... That's an extremely powerful... I mean, you shouldn't necessarily try to play for time, but it's something to consider. Yeah. It's and an then, extra gun staying in play. Exactly. Then, to round it out, the other counterpart, uh, the other uh, wingman, is Gemmer Sojin, one of the new A-Wing pilots. His ability is phenomenal for an A-Wing. Because it gives him an extra agility die when he's at range one of an attacker, or of, of an enemy, I should say. Because it doesn't have to be the attacker. The attacker could be at range three, but you're next to one of their buddies, you get that extra agility. I didn't even I never know realize that. that. Oh. Right! Uh, so, so, yeah. Oh! This, this, that's pretty nice. Oh my god, you've blown my mind like three times today! <laughs> this could be range three plus his agility for being next to somebody, plus an asteroid, and if you manage to get a stealth device on there, that's seven agility, seven defense dice. <laughs> Good luck. Plus, I've got push the limit on him, so that's plus Turtle. focus and evade. Turtle. Um, so is this, is, this, is this squad called all the defense? Yeah, yeah, damage cards, you shall not pass. <laughs> 
this seems like custom built for a time game. The Gamer yeah. Soda, and it's not, but yeah, it's it's every ship in this list is survivable, and it's not necessarily the play to time so much as the longer they're on the board, the more attacks they get. Like he, the like Theorist was talking about exactly. adding value, value of a ship versus its cost. Yes. Yeah, uh, it it might struggle against phantoms, or I should say, it might struggle to kill phantoms, but it's going to be pretty defensive against the attacks from phantoms. So those yeah. lists that only have one or uh, two ships with a phantom, it probably will do pretty well. That's interesting. Yeah, it's not bad against my list. Right. Not really. Yeah, like, that's that's actually a really good point. Um, I mean, I would take out the support then, you know, just to get guns off the port. But... Still. But it's this, easier said than done, right? Yeah. With with this exactly. support, it doesn't die. Like yeah. if, you're, if you're firing one shot, I mean, I guess the Boba Fett would be nice against the Tarn. I don't know. Tarn's the guy you'd go after, and even then, Tarn's just so hard to kill. Well, he's shutting down the HLC and forcing me to use Gunner. Yeah, that's that's really really handy. Um, what do you so you, so you like this uh, list, Jeff or Theorist? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 an interesting idea. Yeah, I've kind of been thinking about um, what I wanted to bring in uh, in the meta, and I've decided that with Wave 4, I'm kind of on record as not loving the Wave 4 meta, so I just decided that I was going to run an old favorite of mine just because, A, I thought it was funny, and B, um, I found that uh, he's just a lot of fun to run, and I like Y-Wings, and so I kind of thought to myself... Um, I want to run Horton. Horton was the first uh, pilot that I, I ran uh, way back in the day. And I wanted to see if I could get him to work. And I thought, uh, especially with talking with theorists, that, you know, there was there's a spot for him. And so yeah, he I, was my first ship, too. Yeah, um, and something that we've had in common. And I, and I, you know, there's so many mustache jokes. And it's just, I love Horton. He's great. And he's got a spot, I think, in in this meta um, especially with cards that are coming out, um, you know, that have come out with the, the, and the Rebel Transport to get, you know, EPTs on Horton. And so I've been running a Horton list, and I think he's going to do well in a Wave 4 uh, meta. I've been running Horton Som with R2-D6, Proton Torpedoes times 2, that's 2 Proton Torpedoes, Ion Cannon Turret, Engine Upgrade, and Veteran Instincts. That is a 44-point Horton, which is as crazy as it sounds, but it works. I've run him with Biggs Dark Lighter, and from there I'm kind of waffling on what to run. My current thought process is to run a Blue Squadron with Fire Control System and Heavy Laser Cannon. And here's my thought process. I want a ship that I want to get Horton to late game where I feel like he can dominate just about anything on the board late. Um, he's got he's excellent with proton torpedoes, so he's going to be able to, any phantom he sees, he's going to be able to shoot while they're down, and he's going to be able to put a lot of damage on them. But I want the this idea of once uh, that they there needs to be ships to get him to late game so I bring bigs to bring him to late game to kind of escort him along and then I want another ship that people will have to consider and deal with and if you're not paying attention to a fire control system heavy laser cannon it is going to eat you alive um, I really think that Horton's got a spot here um I don't know who wants to go first, but uh, fire away. What do you think about all the mustaches? I've got all the counter mustache power. I've got Horton, and I've got Biggs. There's so much mustache. How do you say no to that? You know, I, so I'm not loving the Blue Squadron pilot. Um, what do you think we yes, should run? Yes, it's, it's a, a good ship. I have no problems with blue, but I'm worried that, ironically, in this list, that it might not be maneuverable enough. Mm-hmm. What I'm thinking is you might consider Porkins. Yes, He's... Porkins. I'm listening. So, Porkins, I think, is one of the most underrated X-Wing pilots right now. Because his ability is... Most people tend to look at it and go, yeah, but I know my dice. I'm going to get a bunch of damage cards. 
but I've run him and uh, it's taking a, a damage from his abilities often better than taking two damage from an attack. So getting that focus. So if you were to put on, say, uh, Predator, so he suddenly got more attack, and then the R3A2 card, that might be an interesting little addition to your list. It's not a bad tool. Because it allows you to stress people at PS7, uh, and that would really limit what phantoms can do that you're probably going to stress them after they're cloaked but it you know their next mover is going to be green that helps you narrow them down um and he's got some significant damage you can dump that stress if you need to you can k-turn and still take an action i think you might want to consider him i'll take a look uh, jeff what do you think about the all the mustache list well in terms of the meta, okay. Any Phantom you see, dead. Horton's going to be able to deal with it. You have to fight. You have to fight Han. Heavy laser cannon is not bad versus Han, especially no, with FCS. Not, but can you get Horton's proton torpedoes off against him? Because his ion turret is not going to be all that great to mm -hmm. take on. But proton torpedoes, torpedoes. Yes. You either launch it into the support or you launch them in the Han. I would prefer to launch them in the Han. Mm -hmm. Biggs can help some, mm -hmm. but you have to line up the shots. Mm -hmm. And you were talking, you know, you have 31 points to work with. That's mm -hmm. two prototypes. I think that might be the better choice. You know how much I, matchup. You know how much I love A-Wings. They're the right they're the right ship to block Han. Well, two Make of them, sure you get your shots on him. Two of them do a very good job. They can do the job. job between the two of them. Mm -hmm. The nice thing about prototypes is they do pair well to help keep Horton alive by making walls of ship in between Horton and Biggs. I don't know. I want to try... Um, I want to try both of these suggestions. I'm going to run Horton, though, at Worlds. It's got to happen. Um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be great. Speaking of Worlds, Worlds is going to be a lot of fun. Um, are both of you guys uh, going? Yes, I'm planning to go. I have no idea what I'm running, but... Uh, if, if this tournament holds, like every other tournament I've been to, I will run a list I've never run before when I get to the tournament. I do that all the time, man. I understand. Uh, yeah. so, Theorist, are you, are you going to make it? Are, are, is, do I have to start the petition? <laughs> start the petition. As, <laughs> as usual, it's a big maybe. Um, I have maybe maybe somewhere to stay, maybe. And I have uh, maybe a ride. Man, there. there, there's Because I'm not going to be flying it. For, so. those, for those of you who haven't been, um, here's what I'll say about Worlds and, and what I experienced last year. Um for starters, there's going to be all the X-Wing you could ever possibly want for the entire time. Um, there's also, if any other game that you like that FFG makes that you want to play in a tournament, like if you're into Netrunner, if you're into the Star Runners CCG, if you're into Game of Thrones, those are there too. And then finally, let me just tell you about, uh, and, and yes, FFG, I am pimping your game store here. Three things make that my favorite game store of all time. One, they've got a gigantic wall of free board games that you can just pull and play whenever you want. And that's awesome. And because you're at Worlds and because it's more or less your vacation, you have time to play all the ones that you never get to play, like long games like Twilight Imperium and Game of Thrones board games, like games like that that are just absolutely great. Two, they sell food there, and that's awesome. And three, and I guess the most important out of all of that, they sell alcohol there. And uh, that's awesome. I, at uh, the last round of uh, Worlds, uh, I man, I got to drink uh, a uh, an IPA while playing uh, Jacob Picklemeyer's at Pischelmeyer. Um, and, uh, that, and I won, which was awesome. And it was basically the greatest thing of all time, drinking beer and playing X-Wing at the same time. And, um, I don't know if that's going to, if I can top that, hopefully I can win, you know, worlds and that'll top it. But 
being able to drink beer and play X-Wing at a tournament together was basically the greatest thing ever. So it's way too much fun, and you get to meet a ton of people, and they're going to have a ton of X-Wing events. There's going to be a winter tournament uh, for people who uh, that have that has all the new uh, tokens for the winter. For the winter uh, pack, there's going to be an Escalation tournament. They're going to have fur balls, and if you've never done a fur ball, they're super fun. It's going to be a lot of fun, and I'm really excited to go. And if, uh, if we do get uh, Jeff to go and uh, we're, I'm thinking of, we're going to do a special uh, Worlds podcast as well. I'm not sure exactly what we're going to do, but I think it's going to be pretty exciting um, and I'm really excited to do it. Um, so anyways, um, that's kind of what we're looking for. Worlds is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we're kind of wrapping up here. Uh, let's go ahead and I want to thank uh, both of you guys for coming on. Uh, Theorist, as usual, thanks a lot that you're here. Sable, Thank you so much for being a guest and coming on it. It was great, and uh, I really think you brought a lot to, to the podcast. So thanks a lot, man. Well, thank you for inviting me. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, it's it's great. Um, yeah. yeah, very excited to talk to you. Yeah, yeah, the the droid the droid approves, man. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, thanks a lot. Uh, this was a lot of fun. Uh, for uh, Mark Fletcher, uh, Sable Griffin, and for Jeff Jones, theorist, my name is Richard White. Uh, also known as Kelvin Tiberius has been the Scum and Villainy Podcast. Thank you, Galactic Holiday.